0: Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. We are in the quarantine still. Despite the. What? That's it. Yep. Fuck you. I was fist pumping for um, all of you audio listeners, and Melissa's doing some like Aquarius weird (laughs) fucking
1: shit. Did you say Aquarius finger fucking? No, I said weird shit, but yes, finger fucking.
0: (laughs) That's some gentle ass finger fucking.
1: Like what you're not even doing it right? It comes from the wrist, and then you flick the fingers. I love it.
0: um welcome, guys. Hope you're all doing well. um and do we it. have <laughs> anything? I'm trying to think of any uh, any um stuff that we uh have to discuss, like any um, housekeeping, anything. Nah. I did
1: I had some conflict this week. And usually as me, I would have just ghosted the person. Yeah. But then I was like, what would I do if I was telling somebody like the advice I would give them? Oh. And I actually confronted the person instead of ghosting them. Stop it. Yeah. And I feel like I have grown as a person.
0: (laughs) I'm so proud i'm 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 so' I'm, I'm into it for you was it was yeah. it cathartic or was it just at purely educational for them?
1: no, it was cathartic uh it was educational for them, but it yeah. helped me feel better because I was pissed off
0: oh perfect perfect yeah. that's a, that's always good mm-hmm. because I always think like if I'm gonna confront someone uh sure I could do it for the sake of them but i also if i'm i I can't do it if it means like sacrificing like my I don't know, like if it makes me be like, if I have to like spend five hours doing something, being like, okay, this is how, and I'm just like mm-hmm. swallowing it. Cause then I'm like, no, I'm going to hate you forever now. Like I, I need to release some of this steam. So um, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Oh, this is Don't Blame Me, guys. It's an advice podcast. If you're new here, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310 694 976 And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And for the hundredth time, please stop sliding into our DMs with five bajillion texts of advice that you need. That's, yeah, that's what we do.
1: This is a show.
0: No. <laughs> and also like just purely like that, this is what the show is for, but then also like it, it is, there's a reason why it's a podcast. Like mm-hmm. it is s- impossible for us to give advice through that like reading 15 text slides and yeah. remembering everything and then going it's so much easier when it's happening to you and it's your life and like yeah. you can explain it and you're like oh this makes total sense but like that's why we have a three minute time limit so you can be as concise as possible and we can also like hear everything and it's yeah. a little less stream of consciousness but then ours is my side is definitely a stream of consciousness
2: and just won't give it to other people <laughs> <laughs> well should we get into it uh, Um, So I'm 21 years old, and I'm a Gemini. And I recently broke up with my boyfriend of three years. I was deciding to take time for myself, but I ended up getting drunk with my friend, and I downloaded Tinder. Um, It was just for fun. I wasn't expecting anything from it. But I matched with this cool guy, and we were messaging, and he seemed really nice. He seemed like he was into me. We had a lot in common. He was saying things like, I'm so glad I matched with you. I can't believe I found someone so similar, like, interest. He likes talking to me more and more, all that kind of stuff, and he even said he wished it wasn't quarantine so we should go on a real date, and I didn't end up seeing him because of corona, of course, but he seems fine with it. Like, he completely understood. He said he really likes getting to know me. We FaceTimed a couple nights, and it was just not awkward at all, and he was just really cool, and he kind of said he really hopes I'm not just looking for a hookup, and he wants to like keep talking to me so it seemed to be going great um it was almost too great in the sense that I was like whoa we literally just met on tinder this week like why is this already so comfortable and we're hitting it off but I mean I was honestly down since my last relationship was kind of toxic it was nice talking to someone like this um but the text started getting really dry and I was kind of confused like the type of person I am I always communicate and like sometimes to my detriment. So I said something, I was just like, Hey, if you aren't interested anymore, like just let me know. I know we just met, so it's not a big deal. And he said, no, what do you mean? Like why? And I was like, I'm sorry. I could totally be wrong. I just felt the energy shift, but like not to make things weird. And he ended up saying it was fine, but he started not answering as much. And I texted him the next day and I was super dry Barely any messages from him, but I didn't want to force it, and I ended up getting drunk and texted him, hey, and he was answering for a little bit, but after that night, he basically ghosted me. Um, I still have him on Instagram and Snapchat, but no messages back. I just don't really understand what I did wrong, and I'm honestly a little confused because, like, it was going so well. So I know I just met him, but, like, I was still thinking it was weird. And I just wish I had some, like, answers. So if you guys have any insight that I'm not seeing or if I did something wrong or if it's a red flag on his part, please let me know. And also, like, how to deal with being ghosted because I feel even a little silly being this affected by it. But I'm just really confused. And he's also an Aries, if that helps. Um, Thanks, guys. Bye.
0: This is the most Gemini call ever. Um, I, I, I I just, I have like m- multiple friends who are Gemini's who so it's the exact same thing where it's like a guy will like pull away and they'll be like, I would like to be, they're like so communicative, like so all about it. And then it's like, they're like, huh? um, oh, I also want to add that I really do love the new slang, um, dry for like conversations when they're like sucky and like, they're boring. Like, I love when it's like, oh, he's
1: just like dry. Like I live for that. That's not new at all. Okay. Well, I i mean, <laughs> it's new to me. Okay. We've been
0: over this. White people are the last to get every fucking slang. Straight white people are the last to get all of the slang. Straight and white. I'm like, oh, dry. This is True. so cool. And no. Um, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this guy is just like. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of textbook when we talk about um, fuckboys. Like no one, not that you're not that sick, but no one is that cool that like right off the bat like you should be like I don't know I'm just I'm not into guys who say all that kind of stuff without knowing me like if you've known me a week you're like oh my gosh like wow I like can't believe I've met a girl like you like someone's as cool as you and I'm like so as cool as I am you've known me within a week and you've never met another woman like that in like your whole life this one fucking week and yeah. we, us fucking texting and talking is like so wildly different than every other woman you've been in contact with and that to me I just think like oh so you 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 think less of women and you don't, you're not, you're not surrounded by like cool people. So like, why the fuck would I come into your life to be like the one? I don't know. Like, I, I I guess like, that's just kind of like where my mind goes. And the same thing as we always say is that like, you should both be getting to know each other and like seeing if you're both interested. And I'm sure the quarantine has like, puts like the fast pedal on everything because everyone's like
1: horny and lonely but it's just like a lot my thing is he said if quarantine wasn't happening I would want to go on a date with you I think he was testing her to see if she would actually say yes to a date and then when she didn't say yes that's when the conversation went dry
0: oh my god you (laughs) were you are so right he just wanted to hook up. Yep. He just wanted to hook up. And so he like, he like, un, uh, like slow pitched it to you to be like, you're gonna, you gonna take it. And you didn't. And then he fully pulled back. Mm-hmm. You're a hundred percent right. That's exactly yeah. what that was. Because. The, the dry, con- like the, pull that whole thing, like we've done that. We've all yeah. done that. like that's like, oh, I'm not interested in this person anymore. And that's, yeah like you can just tell when someone's saying something to like get something out of you and then didn't get anything out of you and then when that total shift happens but like believe that and like pay attention to that So like you didn't do anything wrong um at all and I would say like your second part of being like well how do I get over someone being ghosted like how do I like deal with all of that I I think like it's great to be like vulnerable and like open to like love and relationships and all of that stuff. But I think there's also a huge part of like your heart is going to be loud no matter fucking what. Your head is the thing that fucking quiets down when you start to have these feelings and focus on what your head is telling you. Like Mm -hmm. focus on that and your brain and being like, okay, well, logically, this feels really great but logically does this guy know me super well? No. Like, is this, am I only feeling these things? Would I have said this to him if he didn't say it back? Because yeah. it always feels good to have a compliment most of the time, unless like someone's like, it's girl. I mean, I, or I feel uncomfortable with a lot of compliments, but like, I also love attention, but there's like something about it. It's obvious that like, that's something that you want to hear. And like, when you hear it, it can make you feel good and then make you be like, that's how I feel, too. And it's like, but did I feel that before they said that? And exactly. also, am I just flattered?
1: Yeah. And with you coming out of your last relationship being very toxic, you're like craving some of that attention. So it felt good that he was saying the things that you wanted to hear. But that's exactly what he was doing, saying things that you wanted to hear mm-hmm. and not like actually he wasn't really invested in this and yeah you get over being ghosted in this type of way by realizing this is somebody that you'd rather have ghost you now than down the road and Mm -hmm. so he's probably just like keeping you in the rotation and having some small conversations with you just in case down the road that you Actually, do want to hook up, and he'd Mm -hmm. probably hook up with you and then dump you after that. Yeah. So don't don't allow yourself to be used unless you it's mutual using. Mm
0: -hmm. And also, you said your last relationship was kind of toxic, so I would also do some like, you know, reflecting on that now and being like, are you downplaying the it or are Mm -hmm. you like, like, yeah, sit with that. And I also think that like. If you're using um Tinder to kind of like get over a like a relationship i or even just like boost your confidence, we all know here if you've been here for a while. I'm all about that shit. I love yeah. that shit. but um, I think the key component to using it to really boost your confidence um is mm-hmm. is just swiping. And, go and all of that. And I don't necessarily think that you should message people. And if, like, they message you, don't respond. And just go through and swipe and see the people. And, like, be like, oh, wow, people are still interested in me. But it's mm-hmm. not... I don't think you're ready for a relationship. And also if you're still like kind of feeling jaded or um, hurt or like needing something like emotion, like you're, you're feeling like unfulfilled because of your last relationship, then I think you're going to see that thing in all of these other people versus right. like, oh, what do I want when I'm ready for a relationship versus like I'm really going through it. And like you don't need their words. You just mm-hmm. need their swipe rights. You just need their like it's a match. woo, yeah. And then not follow through on that. So that's what I would advise you to do is just not message people and whatever. If anyone, I mean, I think leading someone on is like a fucking line when people, when people say like women are leading guys on, like it's, mm-hmm. it's literally just a line. It's to, like, calling get- you a
1: tease, which is not something that <clears throat> exists.
0: And it's like, it's essentially, it is just an excuse to be like, you owe me sex. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you owe me. <clears throat> excuse me. And I think like in turn, most of the time for like, uh, like hetero cis men who are like, Oh, he led me on. It's, Oh, he made me believe he wanted a relationship, but he just wanted sex. Yep. And that's usually how the terms work. So, um, but I think if you are not investing, like the time in like messaging someone and talking to someone, I don't, i who the fuck cares like mm-hmm. everyone's on dating apps to either boost their confidence and a huge amount of people are on dating apps to just like hook up so if you're just swiping and not messaging you're fucking fine like you're so 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 fine but i think if you yeah. need that like conversation and that validation like through talking to people i think that that's kind of a that's probably a sign that like you would i would say therapy over a like talking to a guy i think yeah. if that's that's the stuff that you're seeking and needing you don't put that don't give that much responsibility and that much like vulnerability to people that you don't know like you're essentially you're giving them like hey not that your self-worth is like rooted in what they think about you but if you get out a bad relationship that does make you question your self-worth and then you go to other people for that you're essentially giving these strangers like permission to like hey i'm really vulnerable right now and like i need your like approval and if i don't and like here permission to like completely shatter me, which mm-hmm. I've I mean I think we've all done that before, but I don't think um or I know that that's not it's not it doesn't feel good right it doesn't feel good. <sighs> best of luck. Let's add that to the list. I've never met a girl like you before. Yeah, <laughs> that's our list on fuck boy things to mm-hmm.
3: say. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I met my girlfriend a year ago, and all this time, until quarantine started, I had a busy schedule with working and studying and playing soccer in my college. So, I only had weekends to hang out with her. So, we would enjoy the time as much as we could. We would go out and drink or have friends over or just chill at home and we would drink because it was weekends and that was my only free time. We also went on vacation for two weeks last December, and it was a fun party place, so we basically drink every single day, and it was so much fun. But now, when quarantine started, she moved into my apartment. We are both working from home, but I am also in school, so I have online classes and homework to do, and I also work out every day. So for the first time, we are spending so much time together, and just now I realize how much she drinks and smokes. And I don't know if this is her way to deal with quarantine, which I totally understand because this is a weird time for everyone, or if this is something that will happen for the rest of our lives. All I know is that now she doesn't look motivated with her job, and at nighttime she keeps saying that she's bored, even after I suggest things for us to do, and she only gets happy when she makes herself a drink and gets a little high. I don't usually join her because I have work meetings in the mornings and lots of school homework to do. And she knows that. Anyway, I'm just worried and also frustrated every time I want to talk to her and she's grumpy or hangover. And I just don't know if this is the real her that I am only seeing now that we are stuck at home together. Also, Megan, I love your book. Thank you for writing that and recording because I got the audiobook because I'm from Brazil and that was the fastest way to get the book. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening, guys. Love you. Bye.
1: Oh, my God. I love. Beautiful accent, too. I love how she says your name. Yeah. I mean, that's how the way it's spelled. That's how it should be said because I don't have the one S, but that's just because my mom missed not misspelled it, but she thought that's how my grandmother's, but great, not grandmother, great great grandmother spelled it, and she did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, I did not know
4: yes.
1: that. Oh my god, that's funny. When did she yeah. find that out? I found it out, but I was at my grandmother's house and I found some paperwork, and I was like, "Her name is not spelled like this." <laughs> and this was just—it was when I was like in college, so. well into adulthood (laughs) that's so funny
0: oh my god wow um god this is hard because i think that like i think that this could be her and i think that this could just be it could be her it could be a product of quarantine it could be like exacerbated by quarantine or also she could be just a college student or she could be like depressed and i think that like the only all of those things are I think probably equally as plausible and I think the quarantine has like brought a
1: lot out of everybody so like if everyone she's, and relationships
0: yeah so I think if, if this is how she's always been I think it's gonna it's putting it's 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 like an amplified version this mm-hmm. is like like when you do Molly, people say it's like an it's like an extra version. It's like the the most intense version of your personality. This is like quarantine. It's like this is the most concentrated, but also you have all of these outside stressors, and then also you all outside stressors on you too. So even if you don't realize, your fuse is going to be a little bit shorter because like you're stressed, and you have all this other stuff. So like you don't have like the bandwidth necessarily to like want to deal with her. So like there's just tension everywhere. But also she could be like depressed and like coping with uh, like drinking and smoking because she is like depressed and unhappy. But also that she could always be like that or it mm-hmm. could be the quarantine. But I think the only thing that you um can do, or I guess, first evaluate how it makes you feel like. And if this is her and how she's always been, is that OK with you? Do you like that or do you not? Or if it's the court, quor- like figure out what you what you would have what you want instead like what you or what you're disappointed by and what you don't really like don't say that to her but like figure it out in your head because then I think from there maybe you're just over the relationship and there's no Mm -hmm. reason why you even need to really like you guys I mean you guys are staying together but like maybe it's like breaking up versus like trying to like unpack all of this and like get back to a different place. Um, but I think the only thing that you can do right now is, like, have a conversation with her and just ask her without being, like, accusatory and just being like, hey, uh, the quarantine's put a lot of pressure on me, I know, and I know it's put a lot of pressure on you, and it's put a lot of, like, pressure on, like, relationships, like, as a whole. And I just have noticed that I you seem... um you, you you seem to be, like, not, like, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling about all of this stuff? Like, and if she's like, oh, I'm fine. Like, this is just, like, it's me. <laughs> then you're like, yeah. okay. But if she's saying, like, no, I'm really having a tough time, then I think you can say, I I think, like, I've been able to sense that. And I have also noticed that it seems to me that, like, when you're having a tough time, like, you do turn to, like, alcohol and, like, I think weed, like weed, a lot. So I, and then I would bring it up that way. But I think, like, as opposed to going at it by, um, you've changed or any of like the the like the ideas of what you think it could be, just ask Mm -hmm. her how she's doing and see if she wants to open that conversation. Because also maybe she doesn't like maybe she's like not doing so hot. It doesn't really want to talk about it. And then from there, you also have to prioritize your own mental health and like what you want out of the relationship. But
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you have to like ask her
1: if it's something that she is aware that she's doing to self-medicate and concerned about what's going on in the world, then, then you can talk about therapy and things like that. Um, but either way, it seems like she's abusing alcohol. Um, and so it is a conversation that I think that she needs to have with with somebody um first recognizing if she has a problem and if she does then speaking to a professional about it because there's mm-hmm. really nothing that you can it's except for like being there for her um there's really nothing else you can do for her
0: yeah and it's taking a toll on your relationship with her because mm-hmm. like anytime you really try to have like a conversation or talk about something with her like She's either, like, hungover or, like, doesn't want to, like, engage and is, like, in a bad mood. So, uh, yeah, it is, like, affecting that. And I think also there's, like, I think, like, you can, like, you can use, like, alcohol and drugs to cope without being, like, dependent on Mm -hmm. them. But I also think that, like, the, oh, well, I'm bored, so I'm just going to keep doing that. It is it's like an, it's a depressant. It's like an addict. It's like, it's not as much as that a fun situation. Like I, my mindset as someone who doesn't drink anymore, my mindset is like, if you're drinking, drink in a situation or like where I would feel comfortable eventually, like drink in a situation where it's fun, it's already fun. And if you have like one social drink, it might make it like a little more fun, Mm -hmm. but like, a situation that's like sucky or like friends that you don't like or anything that you're like oh let me drink to get through this kind of thing it's like well why are you here right. like how about instead of like drinking to get through it don't be in and they don't 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 be in those positions where you're doing stuff that you don't like or you don't want to do or that are so boring and terrible it's because yeah it's also addictive like if that's how the only the way that you go to for having like fun when you're bored it's, it's not, it's not sustainable mm-hmm. and it's also just going to make you feel shittier because yeah. it's a depressant. But yeah, this might just be who sh- like her personality and like yeah. you're just discovering it now. Yeah. But I always think if you want, uh, if your inclining is to like break up, um, and you don't like the person's personality they don't need to know that you can just break up (laughs) like you don't have to like tell them like turns out i don't really like you like turns out like you kind of suck now that we spent more time together like i just don't really like you but so what excuse would you give though for the breakup um they've been dating for like a year right she said that they've been dating for like a while Shit, so it's a real breakup. I can't yes. ghost. Um, I also, just, they
1: live in the same place, so you can't just ghost. She has to kick her out.
0: To be super, if you want to be super upfront, just be like, I've like really enjoyed like, the time that we spent together, and I really like, like you. I just think that like this quarantine has brought out, like put a lot of pressure on our relationship, and I don't think we're as compatible as I thought we were before. Have a nice life. Goodbye. That was very mature. <laughs> Hey, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm going
5: to get straight into it. So my girlfriend wants to get a Native American tattooed on her arm, or like a Native American warrior with a headdress on her arm, and she's Vietnamese, and I think it's wrong. I think it's cultural appropriation, and so do a lot of other people. But she thinks that it's fine, and she says that it's just art, and that it's it's just art and she's appreciating it, but I don't think so. I think it's wrong and I think it's cultural appropriation to get something like that on your body without being part of the culture or appreciating the culture. Um, Yeah, and so we're currently in an argument about it because I said that I don't respect people who put symbols of other cultures on their body without either being part of that culture or being really fascinated and loving that culture. And she said, um, so what does that say about a relationship that you don't respect me because I'm still getting the tattoo. Um, Am I being stupid? Um, Like, is this a sort of like, not my body doesn't matter. Am I like being too harsh? Um, I'd love to hear your advice. Um, Give it to me straight. I don't really care. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thanks.
1: i i i mean a quick google search will tell you the answer to this and like i would print off anything i found and just post it up everywhere in the house and be like like it's not your culture you don't even understand the meaning of it you probably wouldn't even know what tribe of indigenous people it came from why it's there why people wear it it's not a pre- it's cultural pro- uh, appropriation and you're not even appreciating the art because you don't understand what it even means so just because something looks pretty doesn't mean that you can put it on your body
0: and also i think a big thing that people uh w- I think something that is in super important is like cultural appropriation in general awful Mm -hmm. but then there are also when you are culturally appropriating something that you think looks cool that has symbolic or religious meaning and so it's not just like and I think like Native American culture in general is like rooted in it's, it's 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 not something that like is, oh, this is like a, a style that mm-hmm. this culture has. And there's no mean, not that like, maybe they're sure, there's meaning behind everything, but it's more like, oh, th- our culture thinks this is pretty. And that's why we like it, because it's pretty, not because of all of like the deep roots in history and all of that kind of stuff that's still cultural appropriation if you're like well I like the thing that they think is pretty that's like pretty in their culture but like us as like white people or whatever like we've looked down upon that but now once I take that on it's cool and fun um but it's especially when it is something that is like that's it's it's history it has like significance it has like actual like real 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 meaning it's like Mm -hmm. when Similar to like when people would wear bindis. And I also say this as someone who I did Katak Indian dance when I was a kid and I loved it. And as I got older, I was like, wow, it's hella fucked up that like a bunch of white kids did this traditional Indian dance taught by a white teacher. And we all wore like saris, bindis. We wore everything. And never had a conversation about it. Never understood what we were singing or what we were saying or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I look back on those like photos of me at like eight years old. And I'm like, this is fucking mortifying. Like who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Yeah. But especially once I, once I got older and I like was seeing these pictures and I was like, oh my God, that like a bit, like the color of your Bindi means something. That like The placement, the, sh- the shape and all of that sort of stuff. Like that's so similar in this situation where it's like, you don't even know. There's so much nuance to like. It's not like you're getting like a uh, uh, a Disney. It's not like you're getting Pocahontas, where you're getting like the Disney like watered down and even like that appropriation. Is problematic vers- exactly. Fuck. Like you're not even getting the appropriate like the um, like the the Disney appropriated version of Native American culture. You're not even getting that. You're getting like no no no. I'm gonna do my own appropriation. Mm-hmm. And like w- what like no like it's not it's not a thing and then uh, i just think that like it so i have a friend who um her ex wanted to get um their frat number tattooed on them and she and he showed her what he wanted it to look like and she was like i'm no i'm going to level with you that looks like That's uh, that looks like you are being branded and the style of that's done in is what a lot of Holocaust victims have Uh and he really didn't want to hear it and she uh, pretty sure she like sent it to his like friend or his like other people in his life and was like no this isn't happening. And he ended up like later, never ended up getting it later on the down the road was like, thank you. Like, because that I was ignorant and I was really stupid and I would feel so fucking embarrassed if I had done that and I had like dug my heels in and did it and then looked back years later and saw, oh, wow, that is offensive. Yeah. That is incredibly, incredibly offensive. And I mean, yeah, I don't respect your girlfriend either. And I yeah. think that's-
1: like- And what it says about your relationship is that she uh, obviously doesn't have respect for other people's culture. And if you and you see that and if she doesn't, that means that you guys don't have the same values. Yeah. And also, I think there's. I was just oh. going to say Brooklyn Beckham got this tattooed on him years ago. Um, Is he a the headdress. child? Oh. Oh, he's like an adult now. I just did a audio audiobook that I directed about. David Beckham's life. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But he got this tattoo of uh, a Native American with a headdress on and got so much flack for it when he posted it online. So maybe just go find that. Go find something about that and then share it with her.
0: Yeah, and ask her, like, hey, if we went to Coachella, would you wear a Native American headdress? (laughs) Like, would you, like, do you... Where do you, where does she draw the line at cultural appropriation? What does she think is cultural appropriation? Because I also think that like these kinds of moral issues, I'm like, oh, so our relationship, what this means for our relationship is that our relationship, the respect you have for me is contingent on the fact that you don't have anything from my culture you want to appropriate. But Mm -hmm. if you did, you would do it. Mm -hmm. And like, just because it doesn't directly affect you in this situation doesn't mean, it means that you are an exception to her rule. And like, that's the thing that I'm like, fuck, no, like, fuck, 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 no. And also (laughs) she's dumb, like Mm -hmm. she's dumb and stupid. And when you're dumb and fucking stupid as someone who's like not that bright, like I don't dig my heels in. I don't know. And if you're going to fucking be like, well, no, I'm going to still fucking do it. Then it's like, okay, cool. I have told you that you are stupid. You had a chance to understand this and instead of understanding it and being like oh wow this girlfriend who i care about and i love and i respect her opinion instead of listening to her i'm gonna be like nah i'm still fucking doing it then like okay then she doesn't think that highly of you either she thinks yep. that she's smarter than you and she doesn't value your correct it's not even your opinion she doesn't value the fact that you are giving fucking facts yep and she's seeing it as your opinion what she is deeming less than hers mm-hmm. okay guys we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back
4: We talk a lot about physical health and mental health, but what about sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner.
1: Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right? I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is a great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time.
4: And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. Care of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. Your recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Karov's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I am a huge fan of Karov. I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B-complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code DON'TBLAME50. That's TakeCareOf.com and code DON'TBLAME50 for 50% off your first Care-of order. Don't Blame Me with and Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here at Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, especially the times that we're in. There's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over 1 million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash BLAME. That's BetterHelp.com slash BLAME. Talk to a therapist online and get help.
0: Okay, guys, we are back from our break. Melissa's eating hard-boiled eggs. She doesn't like them, and she's eating them anyway. And let's get into the rest of the calls.
6: Hi, Megan. Um, so I have been a long-time listener, um, and I know that you've had tons of people call in about their friends and saying, like, my friend is in this toxic relationship. How do I help her? And you're like, it's not their life. You know, you can't. You can't make them. Learn lessons. And I know this. And I've been through this. I'm 24. But, um, my friend is in a very toxic relationship and they've been on again, and off again. She's 22. He's fucking 32 with two children, Megan and Guest. Um, you know, my question is, like, why can't he get women his own age? It's definitely not because he's a piece of shit, but, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, it's like, you know, when, some, when, your friend is, when someone you love is in a toxic relationship, it really is like watching them self-harm because you know what they're doing is bad for them, and but you can't stop them. It's like, a, it's like an addiction. You know, it's like they're an alcoholic. It's like you cannot stop. An alcoholic can't get better unless they want to. You can buy all the rehab they want, whatever, but they can't get better unless they want to. So my question is, how do I be that supportive friend? How do I not lecture and, you know, because you say like, it's not your life, whatever. Okay. I get that. But how, <laughs> how do I ensure that she feels supportive, but I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, you're an alcoholic. Yay. I'm going to support you in like this drinking binge because I'm a supportive friend. Like that's not love. Like, you know, that's not love encouraging that behavior, supporting that behavior. So How do I equal parts love and support them when they're doing something toxic? Um, And I'm not an I-told-you-so person, even though I'm always right. Um, And I've been through this with my best friend, and she, you know, the lecturing didn't work. Surprise. She had to learn the lesson on her own. And so I I want to be the best friend I can to this person because now I'm presented with the situation again. And I want to be a really, really good friend. I don't want to do what I did last time. She knows how I feel. She knows my points about the situation, and I've said it civilly. So now that she continues to date this person on again, off again, how do I be the best possible friend to her while also not condoning a toxic relationship? Um, okay. I think <laughs> cut that out. Thank you so much. Um, and I am looking forward to your lesson on how to be a supportive friend when their friend is in a toxic relationship.
0: <laughs> Bye. I mean, the kicker is you can't. Like right. that's you you can't either you make your feelings known and then they stop coming to you. And I think that's what happened with your, your best friend. And I've done that. Um, or you remove yourself from the friendship and the situation because you can't condone it because you're right. It is like, if you're condoning, uh, and I would also, I, 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 I understand your comparison, but I think we also need to like, I think a comparison if she the talk, we don't know what the level of like toxicness is. If this is like a physical or emotionally abusive relationship, but I don't, then I think like that's something where you need to like put your foot down and like talk to like, if she lives with them, like talk to her family. Like that's like when it's like, that's an intervention point. Um, And then but that she also doesn't—they're on and off again. So I don't think they live together. But also, if they if it's a, like a—if it's a physically abusive relationship, you just say toxic. So I'm just going to assume it's not abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, You—the thing is, the only thing you can do is listen. But if you listen and you bite your tongue, and she already knows how you feel, and you're not cutting her out of your life, and you're not being like, "Oh, I can't watch this happen," then. even if you like it or not, you are condoning it. Like you are, and it's not, if you have, if you're going to support her, if you want to support her unconditionally and be supportive, you also have to then essentially be supportive as she's in this relationship because this is a part of her right now. And in order to support her, you will have to support that relationship. See, I don't, I don't think so. But I think that but I just think it means in the sense that like not that you have to say like that's just you have to sit there and like essentially be like a silent bystander while this happens and wait for her to look on it again. Like wait for wait for her to figure it out on her own. Like I don't think that you can say everything you want to say and like all of that sort of shit and then not have that affect your friendship with her.
1: See, I had a friend that was in like this severely toxic relationship that I did not agree with at all so when she would tell me things like I would be there for her to be supportive because I didn't want her to be left because when you're left alone then all they know and all they can be around is the toxicness of that relationship because they have no one else Mm -hmm. so I would be there and support them by physically being there and then if they talk like told what was going on in the relationship, I would give my opinions. And then yeah. eventually it got to the point where she was able to see what was actually happening to her.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's I that what I've done. I've done, I've done the telling. I've done the listening to a friend and like not saying anything, but I think the thing that I, if you clearly have not said something so polarizing where she's kicked you out of her life. She's still been there and been around. And if she knows how you feel, like we've said all the time, you only have to say it once. And mm-hmm. then from there, if I have made my feelings clear to you once and you have chosen to stay in the relationship, then the next time that you talk to me about it, I'm I'm just going to listen. And if then my friend is like, well, I really want your opinion. My response has always been, you know how I feel and I care about you. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if what I'm going to say right now, you know what I'm going to say. And if you want me to say it, I will, but I don't know if that's what you need or want right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can do that, then that's, that's like a great thing, but it's, it can be hard because depending on how toxic the relationship is that she might only want, yes people around like in the friendship might end on her terms it might not be you big like if you don't pull away because it's hard for you to like witness and watch she might then be like well you're not giving me you're not being as supportive as I need you as I want you to be so therefore then I don't want to be friends with you and I think that you just kind of need to know that that might happen and that's okay but I think the only way that you can It just depends on what she she wants, because that's it. like you can support her as much as you want as a friend. But if she as a friend will only like love language wise, like she will only see support. If you are supporting this toxic relationship, then you can't be that friend for her because that's not what she's looking for. So I think it really depends on that. But I think the best thing that you can do is just listen and I mean, nobody fucking forgets if you tell them that you hate their boyfriend or that you think they're toxic. Like, she hasn't forgotten that. She knows that. You don't need to remind her. And sometimes it's just kind of like therapy. Like, you need a wall to kind of, not that you're a wall, but, like, a soundboard to, like, bounce the stuff off of. And the more that you talk about it, the more that you come to your own realizations. But um, I think the more that you can just, like, your silence and listening, that speaks for, like, how you feel about the situation. But I would also be cautious and careful if they're on again, off again to not like the second that they're off again to be like, oh my God, thank God. Like, blah, 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 other uh, Like you broke up. Like, I'm so glad. Like, and then you guys are both. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get back together because I've had that too, where I've like stayed silent. I like said my piece like once after a long period of time of being like, this is what I've noticed. And I'm like, I think that that like worries me and like blah 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 like very like soft then they broke up and then the person was like oh my god yeah fuck that dude all that shit like listen to all that stuff and it was like
1: we were like yeah and then they got back together and I was like oh no (laughs) fuck (laughs) shit and that like and then that's when they're like that's when they usually tell you well he changed Yeah. And And then
0: they also tell their partner all of the stuff that you you said said. and then you stop being friends, Mm -hmm. which was what happened with me. Mm -hmm. And so that's like I think that's the way the reason why I'm saying that, like, I think you can't be you can't be a supportive friend without supporting her relationship if she needs you to support her relationship to be a friend. So as you can do everything that you can, but it's ultimately up to her and what she wants and what she needs from a friendship. So I don't spread yourself so thin. Don't compromise like your own feelings and your own like sanity and mental health and all of that sort of stuff to like be, be there for her in a way that like you doesn't that feels like not authentic to you and like makes maybe feels detrimental to you by supporting. Moral of the story. If she knows that you already don't like him, you don't have to say it again. Just listen. Just listen when she says that. And most of the time unless she asks you explicitly for your opinion or your thoughts or your feelings on it, don't give it away immediately. Ask her if she really wants it and kind of give that subtle hint of, and I always say, like, what kind of Megan do you want? Like, do you want me to be honest and do you want my feelings or do you want me to say, do you want me to just to be, do you want me to say what, like, what do you want me to hear? Like, what do you want to hear from me? Like, do you want me to say, what's going to make you happy or do you want me to say like what I think and what I feel and I think that like that can sound like a scary thing to say but like sitting and I say that to each other like all the fucking time and there are so many times she's like no I just like need you to be my hype man and I'm like yeah so, uh-huh. go for it dude like love it and like it's not like there's no animosity on my side at all because like my goal as a friend is to be the best possible friend for for you And like, if that's what you need from me, I'm not salty about it. I'm not bitter about it because like, well, I don't want to say something that's going to hurt you. That's like not going to benefit you. And that is like not going to help you in this current situation. Like I'm going to say whatever is going to help you. And like down the road, eventually, like you're going to want the honesty and you're going to be ready for that. But I'm not going to give that to you if like that's not where you're at mentally and not something that like you can handle or something that you can process and deal with at the time. So... Yeah. I would also, last thing I'd say on this, I would also, uh, try your best not to think of this as like your redo for the thing that you did with your best friend. Cause this is also her life. Like this is this girl's relationship and this girl's life. And it's, it's not about you. And it's not about like you proving this to her or like doing it better or anything like that. Like it's a totally unique and different situation. And there's nothing to prove like you you just got to care about her and her feelings and her feelings day to day in the moment and not big picture because it's easier to see when you're not in it
5: okay so <laughs> um i'm in this like really weird situation with my boyfriend and his ex-girlfriend because they so my boyfriend works for his ex his ex-girlfriend's grandpa and like, they met through him working there, so it's not like they, like, were dating and that's, like, how he got the job or anything like that. And um, they broke up, like, three years ago, and me and my boyfriend have been dating for over a year now. And so, like, a couple months ago, her, so the girl I'm talking about right now, his ex, and this other girl who's another ex of my boyfriend's, started like calling me and my best friend, and like telling us that like they were going to shoot us and like that they had a scope to our head and that they were following us and that we better not like go to sleep because we might never wake up and all this stuff and so we got a restraining order against them because we got all the we recorded all the phone calls so we got a restraining order and so um And so since then, I still have been going out to my boyfriend's work because he got a DUI, so he can't drive. And it's like a lot of times he needs a ride to work or he's either going to have to drive himself. And if he gets caught driving, he's going to go to jail uh, or I'm going to have to give him a ride or he just like won't be able to go to work. So earlier I went out to his job to go get him and his ex was there and his ex's mom started like freaking out and she was like yelling at my boyfriend and all this stuff she was like oh like your girlfriend like your little hoe girlfriend shouldn't be here like it's all her fault that my daughter has like has is on probation and like all this stuff which like isn't true obviously I wasn't the one calling us threatening (laughs) to kill me and my friend and so anyway so they're gonna call the cops on us and on me not my friend because she wasn't there but they're gonna call the cops on me and say that I'm like violating the restraining order and all this stuff and it's just like I don't know what to do because it's just such a crazy situation and I would like to stop coming out there for my boyfriend but I also really I don't want him to go to jail and there's nobody else who has like the free time at the right times to come and get him so I just I want your
0: advice um thank you bye wait when you have a DUI you can drive
1: to and from work maybe it depends on what state you're in
0: yeah or like
1: I guess but like I don't that's- know
0: Yeah, usually with that, like you're. I mean, maybe if it's like
1: breathalyzer in your car.
0: Well, yeah, I was gonna say, and also maybe if it's like a multiple, if he's had like multiple offenses and like he, his license is suspended, but like I'm pretty sure like a suspended license, like for a DUI, you can only like drive to like AA meetings, court dates, and to and from work. Like Mm. that, because that seems like. I, I mean, like, my first thing there would be, like, he should, like, Uber or, like, Lyft? And, like, yeah. or is there no coworker like, that can, like, t- t- take him?
1: Also, I don't... Can you just say in is the a car? <laughs> There's a lot of legal stuff that I don't understand or know about. But, like, how is it, it... If you're driving to drop him off and she just happens to be there and she, like... How is that violating the restraining order that she can call it on, that the ex can call it on the caller?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me because yeah. unless she is like a count, it was like a countersuit sort of thing. Right. And then she also got a restraining order against you. But I mean, I think like practically if just if you're going to drop him off and pick him
1: up, stay in the car. Yeah. Or drop him off like a block away. And he can walk the rest of the way. Also, he should find a new job. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, he really should find a new job. Um, Because everyone
1: there is toxic. Like, why would you want to work with somebody whose mom and daughter, aka your ex, I mean, his ex and his ex's mom, that they're threatening your life? Like, why would he want to stay at that job? It makes.
0: Maybe they're in a small
1: town, and there's not a lot of jobs available. It's construction in my mind. Is it construction in your mind? It was. It's something I saw, like a feed store. A feed store. Feed F-E-E-D. Oh, 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 oh. yes, 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 yes. Okay. I don't know why that's what I pictured in my head. I don't know why I pictured a construction site. That's what I pictured. I mean, I'm thinking of something that's like an essential business. Mm -hmm. That's a family business that it's just okay for all these people that are in the same family to be there at any given time i don't know
0: yeah i mean i i yeah i think my practical advice is call whoever uh you like whoever your i don't know your contact i don't have a restraining order against anybody but like it That's whoever surprising. like it is, I mean, not without trying, um, <laughs> but, uh, if you, whoever your contact is or like who I like the judge, or like if you had like a lawyer or anything like that, or like the state or the, whoever that you had were in contact with for that, um, I would contact them and immediately just like tell them like, this is, this is what's going on. This is what like happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I would then also do some more, maybe you just didn't explain, like, maybe you know it and you just didn't explain it because you didn't think you needed to, which you didn't. But, like, of, like, your boyfriend's, like, why can't he, like, Uber? Why can't he, like, Lyft or something like that? Why can't he carpool with, like, someone else who, like, works there? Or also, are you sure that he can't drive to and from work? Like, or did he, like, total his car? Like, what, like, something like that? He should find a new job, but then, but the, in the interim, if you're driving him and picking him up, then don't get out of the car. Like you and, said, do like a couple blocks away yeah, and stay in the car. Cause that's your property.
1: Mm-hmm. Their property. Oh yeah. Her car is her property. Yeah. But if they're, if she's driving onto their property, then that's yeah. different. So that's in. It's yes. insane. Crazy. Dude, the mom. Like, is how good is his dick? That's what I'm like, Bitch, <laughs> Why are you with him still? <laughs> like, I would be like, this is a lot. Goodbye. It's like so much like the ex is like threatening your life. Like, he meant that much to yeah, her. I'd be like, like, take him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like there. I just it's so odd. Like, it's so, so, so odd. And also, like, I want to know, was this... Did he date anyone in between? Because, like, you guys have been... He dated her three years ago. You guys have been dating for a year. So has this been happening since you started dating him? And, like, did this happen to other girls that he dated? And also, if she's on probation, that's... It's not our first offense. No. So maybe she's done this to the other awesome. girlfriends.
1: Did you know her before? And then she's oh. mad. Oh, my God. And also, where do they work?
0: Oi, oi, oi. We need a follow-up with this one. Mm-hmm. Please. Most please, definitely. Please. And if there's, like, legal stuff that we won't share it on the podcast. yeah, but, like, we just, we want to know. So you can slide into our DMs. We're giving I'm you. I'm sure the.
1: Permission. The lawyers and law school people will be commenting on this.
0: Yes! Please do. Well, it's time for Don't Blame Them. Okay! This is uh, where you guys call in with your own advice from previous episodes. So, what this is it? This is they-
1: from season six, episode one, where the gal, she was in college. She's a freshman. Her supposed boyfriend is a senior. Ugh. And he did not want people to know that they were together. And here's somebody calling with their own advice.
5: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling to kind of add on to the situation where a girl called in and she talked about dating a guy in college and he's much older than her and how he is keeping her and the relationship secret and kind of saying that I won't introduce you to the family or friends. And I just wanted to say that in high school, I went through the same thing. So it definitely is a very immature high school thing, or maybe just like frat boy type of guy. But basically in high school, I gave my boyfriend at the time an ultimatum. And I told him that if he doesn't like put his foot forward in this relationship and introduce me to the family and his friends, that um, I would just, Not be in a relationship anymore, and I would break up with him because ultimately it's not worth it to get your hurt, get your feelings hurt, and um, keep everything um, secretive, which is also really um, heartbreaking as well. Especially if you love him, you really want to make sure that he loves him the way that you love him or the way that you he loves you the way that you love him, and um, ultimately, he showed up my boyfriend at the time he did this for me and we stayed dating but um if he does you know say like no i can't do that for you then definitely dump his ass like and don't ghost him because you want to be the bigger person like i know you can be the bigger person and um try not to take anything he says after you dump him too personally because i know you deserve way better Anyways, I hope this helped and
0: um yeah, thanks, bye. Well, you are the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I I'm going to love with you. I don't I don't have high hopes or good faith in that girl's the call the original
1: caller's situation. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, think they're together anymore anyway. I don't know. Even-
0: because they're like
1: quarantined. Either. They're not even on at school anymore. Like yeah. they're together.
0: Also, it's I would say it is a high school situation, but it's very different in high school. Cause you live with your parents, you see some the person at school every day. Like people know like high school people know. Like mm-hmm. friends, if it's like, oh, I'm not meeting your friends from other schools, but like everybody at our school knows. That, not like, necessarily
1: if she was a freshman and he was a senior and they weren't No, no, like, I
0: mean this, the, the, the girl who's calling back. The girl who's getting, the don't blame them advice girl.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was in high school when it happened. So if if she was a freshman and the guy was a senior and then they were never like in the same hallways together, then people oh, you're right,
0: you're right, you're right.
1: might not know at school. They could have been like neighbors sneaking around. And then at school he was like, nah. But then she said, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean
0: I yeah I think that that's the exception to the rule. Yeah.
1: I think this other I mean, guy is like a, he's not going to come around. We had other no. calls that were very hot coming in very <laughs> hot, but it was like more of our opinion so I just wanted yeah. to give a different. Taste. No, cuz I
0: I think and I think that's the thing that like when you're in a situation, you can. We always want to like. We always want to see and hear what we want to hear, and like mm-hmm. we want it to be the way that it like it, it is. And maybe hearing this kind of stuff, you know, if you ask the guy that you were dating to do this, that he wouldn't do that. And it's like, oh, okay. So like, yep. there's an exception to the rule in my mind. In my mind, I can paint myself as the exception to the rule, and then I hear the exception to the rule, and it's like, ah, oh, no, that's not. I don't yep. think that's gonna work. So. Yeah. I mean, it's we've all been I think we'll all we're all going to be the exception to the rule at one point in our lives. And then that gives us this like this hope that like moving forward, we will continue to be. I had that. I was the exception to the rule in high school, but I also didn't really like care that much. But then as I like went on, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm immune to this stuff. And then I was like, oh, no, that was like a one time thing. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) for sure. So. But guys, please let us know what you and your fuck boys are like what your what your college fuck boys let us know in the comments yeah or if you're in our facebook group um let's start a maybe I'll start a thread on our facebook group to be like let us know your college fuck boy where where do you guys stand now and what happened not also, the new one
1: and if you're a fuck girl how are you surviving yes. in this time
0: and what are you doing with your bench yeah like if you if you've if you actively have a bench mm-hmm. or you had a bench What's happened? Have you made a new bench? Right.
1: Have you? I would think you I would think that this would be the prime time for a fuck girl to survive like where she doesn't have to. She can put in minimum effort. Yeah. Because the dudes are already so thirsty. So like Mm -hmm. just her being on Tinder and just fucking with dudes like. Oh, (sighs) get it, bitch. Yeah. Fucking get it. Wow, Because fuckboys have to work a little harder.
0: Well, that's the thing that I'm like, wh- and also fuckboys, like, I just don't foresee a fuckboy, like, continuing on with the girl that he was, like, stringing along in college. Like, it's I a see lot of him effort. then texting the girl, like, his hometown girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's also now home, or going on Tinder and finding new girls and then doing the thing that this guy, the guy, the, one of the first calls is doing of being like, sucks that we can't go on a date because of quarantine.
1: Yeah question mark
0: Mm -hmm. can we and so that's what i like i wonder that i think the fuck boys are i think that's like a whole different world for them yeah wow 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 um that's it for our episode guys um if you want to call in for an upcoming one you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com um, our Facebook group is currently closed. Mm-hmm. You can't even uh,
1: find it now. I made it so you oh, can't even find it. God. That's why we haven't got any new requests oh. in a day or two. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> um, it will open up again,
0: but we are just closing it. We have a lot of members right now. And with the current times, we're... We I just... mean,
1: we haven't gone... A week without having to,
0: to kick someone out mm-hmm. block them so so we're making sure that for all of you who are wanting to join forward that we're we're getting rid of we're we're, we're cleaning house mm-hmm. so it's going to be a better place once you guys are eventually in it um if you are on follow us on instagram we hit 10k we hit 10.2 oh yes. i don't want to jinx it <laughs> but it's gonna going to keep going there, up. uh Don't Blonde Meme Pod. Check us out. And our socials are down below. My book is out, You're Not Special. And um we have resource links in the description also. Anything else? Oh, you've got, come on. You got yours. Your other podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I've got so many though. Oh, but oh, I, <laughs> your newest,
0: your newest, My newest the newest one.
1: on your bench. Well, that would be Jocelyn Lily, though. Okay.
0: The second newest
1: <laughs> on your bench. The second newest is Never Sleep Alone podcast. Um, and it is just, like, very sexy and saucy. And we're going, like, if you guys like the sex questions we do here, this is the next level. <laughs> like, things that Megan and I don't have experience with that we can't even touch. This is... <laughs> This is the next level of that. And uh, I think you guys would enjoy it because it's more like a roundtable discussion. And we've got an expert that's there, uh, at least one expert, and then other people. And it's fun. It's hosted by Dr. Alex Schiller, who is a genius and also not a real doctor. So it's just a great time. And you'll have the phone number listed yeah, down below down below you can also follow me on the gram to see my posts about it and my stories it's good it's good i time. loved your story the other day about like i'd let you examine my body yeah, that's that's the proctologist that we're <laughs> i know. i was yeah. like nice bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. love
0: this <laughs> it's a forward story yes yeah. um cool so um that's it guys and uh we'll see you next time goodbye Bye.